Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. Today's topic, the Valenceau case. And we find this article on ufoevidence.org. It begins, UFO case article, UFOs, the physical evidence the Valence Soul Case says, Source, excerpt from Michael Jordan, Journal of Alternative Realities, Volume 10, Issue 1, 2002. It says, The summary of this case, which Jacques Vallée described as the best authenticated close encounter incident in the in continental Europe, includes not only hard traces, botanical data, and physiological data, but detailed descriptions of beings associated with the UFO came to be known as the Van Sol case. Not only is it one of the most thoroughly investigated close encounters on record, but examination by French government agencies began on the day of the event. Now it says here, during the early morning of July 1st, 1965, Maurice Mass, a French lavender farmer, was working in his field in the village of Valenceau near the lower Alps, when he suddenly noticed an object that had landed on his lavender field. At first glance from a distance, he thought that it was a helicopter or some sort of experimental prototype. But as he approached closer to the objects, he saw that it was an oval shaped and rested on six curved legs and some type of central pivot. Through an opening on the craft, he thought that he could see two back-to-back seats. Suddenly, he saw two beings, less than four feet tall, wearing gray, blue-green suits, but without any type of breathing devices. One of them pointed a small tube at the farmer, which immediately paralyzed him. Although lying on the ground, he remained fully conscious, noting that as they looked at him, with what he later described as concerned expressions, they made strange, gurgling sounds from deep within their throats. As they communicated with one another, Mass said that the two beings had large, hairless heads, smooth, white skin, large eyes that slanted away, pointed chins, and small mouths without lips. After their brief dialogue, they entered the craft through a sliding panel, and the object took off, leaving a deep crater and an area of moisture that later became as hard as concrete. Now, this must have been a very startling situation to walk into for this for this uh, simple lavender farmer to be walking outside. He, he sees this ship at a distance. At first thing, it's a helicopter. He walks up to it, and then he sees that it's not. It's some sort of a spaceship, basically, with two seats inside. These two four-foot-tall aliens come out. They're wearing these blue-green suits, maybe coveralls. I'm not sure. One of them looks, he points at tube, he describes it as a tube, points it at the farmer, who immediately falls over, uh, immobilized on the ground. 
And then these two things walk over, and they're speaking back and forth, but they're not speaking in a normal language. But he can hear this gurgling back and forth between them. And he says that they appeared to be concerned for him. The question is, what were they doing there? Were they just taking some sort of uh, soil sample, doing some sort of observation? And why did they feel the need to immobilize this guy? I suppose he was probably quite a bit larger than either one of them. Then he describes how the craft left left a large hole there in the ground, which later turned to uh, the hardness of concrete. After about 20 minutes, Mass was able to move his arms and legs, but four days after the incident, he collapsed and his sleep pattern was dramatically altered for several months. Rather than his usual five or six hours of sleep, he was sleeping for periods of 12 hours or more, and his wife and father noted distinct behavioral changes. Mass was a former resistance fighter and an astute farmer and regarded as absolutely trustworthy by police investigators. Lieutenant, <clears throat> Lieutenant Colonel Valnet, Matriar Chotard, leading the, leading the gendarme, that's the police, and the mayor of uh, Vincelo. In fact, everyone who investigated the case concluded that Maurice Mass was telling the truth. Investigators found that the ground where the craft had landed was soaked with moisture. Although no rain had fallen, geometrically spaced indentations covered the area and the plants were affected by the proximity of the phenomena, appearing to decay in direct proportion to their distance from the central column of the craft. The calcium content of the soil at the landing site was found to be much higher than the samples taken from other areas in the field. So here's another one of these cases where... We have an eyewitness of account landing, and then we actually have physical evidence of where the account landed at. Now remember, Mr. Master said that he would saw a central pole, and then he would saw six legs attached to the craft coming down. We know the craft landed, and the craft took off. And when the craft took off, it left this hard concretion in the ground below it. And that would make sense when they tell us that there was this extra heavy ratio of calcium. And that's something else that we've heard about in some of these crafts, leaving behind heavy doses of calcium. Also, the area had been left wet. So, the question is, why in the world are these things leaving water behind when they leave? It's, it's, it has to be some sort of, some sort of function of the way these things move. The article goes on and says, famous UFO writer and researcher Dr. Jacques Vallée returning to the scene of the incident in 1979 and meeting with Maurice Mass and two of his close friends makes a number of interesting observations. He notes that Mass was reluctant to give all the details of, of his experience to investigators as well as to his own family at the time including the fact that he believed that some type of silent communication took place between himself and the beings. From the beginning, he wanted to minimize the impact of the experience, not wanting, not wanting publicity, amongst other reasons. Like many other experiences of this phenomena, he had changed in many ways as a result of the experience, including the belief that some form of contact, once established, continued in subtle forms. Valet concludes... Throughout these discussions with Mr. Mass, I had the feeling that I was in the presence of a very intelligent man, capable of deep emotions and rational thought. He is also quite humble. 
He has declined to appear on television documentary with a nationally known journalist. I had brought with me a photograph of the similar traces left after another case. Mr. Mast looked at me with a mixture of amazement and realized that someone else was aware of these particular marks. He told us that he sometimes found them in his field. That's how he knows that they have come back. He always erases the traces immediately. Wow. And when you when you hear this, that he he seems like Mr. Mass seems as though he was a little evasive and about about describing his entire experience. It's almost like he was secretive. He didn't want people to know that he'd actually been in communication with these things. And the fact that it appears that this craft had come back repeatedly to his property begs the question if he wasn't out there with these things communicating again because he did say that he felt like there was some sort of subtle communication going on. This seems as though it may be one of those strange cases where a person, a witness, has witnessed a UFO. They have not only witnessed a UFO at a close encounter, but they have had uh, contact with these aliens or non-human entities or whatever they are that emerged from that spacecraft. And they took it a step further. There seems to have been some sort of back-and-forth conversation between Mr. Mass and these two aliens. The very fact that he says that the aliens looked at him there on the ground and uh, expressed concern for him, something that we hear occasionally in these alien abduction stories. A lot of times, though, people don't seem to find the aliens expressing any kind of concern. So you wonder if they were actually concerned or if they were just expressing these fake emotions, these fake concern, in order to pacify Mr. Mass. At any rate, it appears as though he had follow-up communications with these aliens multiple times because there were multiple pictures taken of of the landing sites where this UFO seems to have come back again and again. And it seems as though Mr. Mass just decided that he wanted to keep that part of the experience to himself. So what they told Mr. Mass, what those aliens shared with Mr. Mass, it seems as though we'll never know. All know it's a very interesting case. This is the Valencil case. It happened back in 1965. And this is in France. And... Um, Fortunately for us, the French have done a lot of good research. The French government, you know, there was a prolonged period of time when when the United States was simply busy debunking UFO encounters. The French government was doing some serious investigation. And we've done a couple podcasts on that. Until next time, this is UFO Warning. Over and out. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com specialoffer all lowercase. That's shopify.com specialoffer.